it was a busy weekend of college basketball, a lot of top 25, top 10 matchups. I want to start actually with North Carolina, Ohio State. So UNC, they've been a little bit of a disappointment, obviously, you know, after making the run to the college. Big uh, disappointment. To the national championship last year. Shouldn't and I was even wondering, gone to the March match. Like, literally, they shouldn't have gone to the tournament last year. Got hot at the right time, beat Duke a couple times. Uh, people were wondering, is Hubert the answer, or did he just He's have, not. like, a really good run there? Anyway, they get a big win against Ohio State, though, 89-84. Unfortunately, I was on Ohio State plus one and a half in that game. They were leading pretty much the entire game. Goes to overtime where the dogs go to die. Didn't didn't hedge off of it. Just rode Ohio State. Peach, do you think UNC found something in their back? Because I know they have, what, four losses, a couple bad losses to start the season. I don't know if I'm going to overreact to that, man. It's college basketball. You want to get those out of the way early. It's not like college football, you know, where your season's over. Exactly. Nah, I'm, I'm still not sold on UNC. They got a bunch of issues, especially defensively. It's so funny you bring up the Tar Heels because Tristan and I literally were texting earlier, and she goes, can you believe UNC is in the top 25? And I go, no, I can't. And then we go to look at the top 25 again, and we see that they're not even there. Right. We both swear. I saw a tweet. They were in the top 25. They were number one in the country. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated to start the year, guys. Yeah, they had four returning starters. But, yeah, Ohio State had that game. UNC tied it at the buzzer to send it to OT and won. They've been playing a ton of close games, and you would think with all the experience that they bring back, all the big games they won late in last season, that they would be great closing out games, and they're they're just not good this year. Baycott hasn't been as consistent as they needed him to be. Caleb Love's been awesome, but really after that, everybody else has kind of struggled. So I still think the ACC runs through Virginia, yep. and then there's a big gap, and then it's Duke, and then there's a big gap, and then it's – Probably North Carolina. I think Miami's probably in that conversation, too. It's one of those teams, but Virginia's by far heading class of the league. Yeah, and you bring up Virginia, man. So what are your thoughts on Houston, then? Because, I mean, you've, PJ, you've been talking about Houston all season long, but they beat Virginia 69-61, cover the number in that game. And Houston right now looks real good, and they're hitting yeah, they their do. free throws. They're still as tough defensively. They can score, and they shoot over 65% from the charity stripe, which helps this season. That was their Achilles heel last year. They look really good right now. Houston's awesome, man. They're, when the bracket comes out in March, the first thing I'm going to do is pencil in Houston as my national champion. That's Are you really? Really? Yes. They're going to win it all. They're the best team. Marcus Sasser was much better against Virginia. They, they can just play any kind of style of ball. They can play Virginia at their own game. They can play up-tempo teams like Gonzaga or Arizona. We saw that last year. As long as they're knocking down shots, they're not turning the ball over. They have depth. They have experience. They're so well coached. Houston's really good, and that win at Virginia was was really impressive. They got down nine nothing to start that game, yeah. and when you're down nine nothing against Virginia, that can feel like you're down twenty to nothing. They the, dug themselves out of that hole and got the win. No, I, yeah, I mean that was a great game, obviously. And then the uh, one I had the most interest in was the Zags. They beat Alabama one hundred and ninety high scoring game. I ended up taking the Zags at one and a half. I was like, this is the perfect buy low spot. I know it's been a struggle to start the season, you know, compared to their usual standards. I know it's been a great start for Bama, and that should be a team super athletic, coached by Nate Oates, that would give uh, the Zags some uh, problems. But I just thought that that was a good get-right spot. And I don't know what my thoughts on them. Like, I don't think they're going to make a deep tournament run. They could lose in the Sweet 16 this year. I'm not as high on Timmy. He's a great college player. I don't know about him as a pro. Yeah. I just found out he's today he has a podcast. A you don't think he's a pro? No. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, man, I don't know, I though. Maybe second round. No, no, I don't think don't he's think a pro. So. Really? No, I, I don't think he is. Tristan's, 
Oh, go ahead, Tristan. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're going to like this take. My biggest takeaway from the Bama-Gonzaga game in March Madness this year, they're going to play first and second round games at Birmingham in that arena where Gonzaga played Bama. Whichever games are played there, take the overs. Those are some of the most shooter-friendly rims I've right. ever seen. Gonzaga missed six field goals in the second half. Incredible. Gonzaga's a good offensive team, but they missed six field goals. Those are some of the most friendly shooter rims I've ever seen. So when March Madness comes around, look to see who's playing in Birmingham because all those games are going over. Another thing that I thought that was really impressive, one, Arizona looks so good. Yeah. Just really, really good. Me and PJ had a little show bet. I just took the money line. Were you on Zona? Yeah, I, I was, was. I was with you, too. Yeah, Sorry, Pete. They look, no, <laughs> yeah. I took Tennessee plus three and a half. I'm a big Kerr fan. At the end of the game. Anybody yeah. named after Steve Kirk Kerr is Cressa. cool in my book. Love me some Kerr Cressa. And they just look really good. They don't have the star power that they had last year with Christian Coloco and yeah. with Ben Matherin. But they're a good offensive team. They can strap. They're really resilient. Some of those guys were on that tournament team that went deep. So I think they're going to be a really, really good team. I think that to win the Pac-12 is going to be like a good bet. I think the Pac-12 is definitely in a better place than it oh, was last year. Yeah. And then secondarily, UConn is a monster. Like UConn. Oh my God! They're up to two now. Yes. Yeah. I think that they're. I think that they're better than Purdue. I do. Oh, I agree. But they, I but think the that they're better is, than man, Purdue. Edie, oh, how do you defend this monster? And and now we get gets him every, into foul trouble. Yeah. I, 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 I just I can't trust Matt Painter in the tournament. Yep. You can't beat yeah. St. Peter's with yep. Zach Edie. What are we doing? Yeah. You're, they should have thrown and the ball. Ivey. You want to talk about yep. Greg Roman continue to running the football? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't Matt Painter throw the ball to Zach Edie every, every single time? Just dump it down to him. I know. They were so little. What happened? He yeah. would have missed his shot and got his own rebound, gone to the free throw line or made it, or everybody on St. Peter's would have fouled out. Absolutely. I love UConn. I love the way that they play. Sonogo is a beast. I actually took I actually took his point prop Did and you? his rebounding prop. His point prop was fifteen and a half. I think he had nineteen and a half. Nice. I think at he finished half? yeah, I think he finished with like fifteen rebounds. The, the rebound prop was six and a half. Yeah. Insane. He's UConn. gonna be fun. UConn's a very tough team. I they love put Hurley, teams. Man. Yeah, me too. They put teams in He's a chokehold. <laughs> yeah. they, they're covering every single game. They're blowing teams out, and and that Butler's not a bad team. No, not at all. Do you worry though that UConn's peaking too early? Yeah, I do. I do. Won every game I do. by double digits. I do. I mean, that just obviously is not sustainable. The fact that they're number two now, everybody knows how good they are. They're going to get everybody's best shot. Mm -hmm. They look great. I just I worry that I mean, obviously they're they're playing. If they can play like this in March, they're they're going to win it all. I just I don't know if if. It's going to be sustainable. So I split on Saturday. So those are my two wins. I uh, Unfortunately, I grabbed Kentucky. And I was like, this is what Kentucky does. They're always young to start the season. And then they get in these big matchups, a team like UCLA. And then they get up for these kind of games. Oh, no, I, I knew. Did you? You yeah. were on the right side immediately. They end up winning that game by 10. I, I felt like that, that, that was even worse than that. What a though. road trip from UCLA. Yeah. I Dude. mean, you beat Maryland in the first four minutes of the game. <laughs> God, I know. You beat Kentucky. Just it's in big man. spots too. You're at MSG. Yeah. You oh. know, yeah. like in front of a bunch dude. of peeps. That Jaime Hawkes is one of my favorite players. I don't know if there's a dude in college hoops I would rather take in the last two minutes of a game than Hawkes. Him and Tiger Campbell, man, they, two seniors. They find and, and ways, dude. They're yeah. tough. I feel like they've been there for like 14 years, man. Trista talks about the Pac-12, <laughs> Arizona, UCLA. Those two games. Fun. That is appointment television. Oregon still stinks, though. We still stink. 
Yeah, what's up with that? Dana Altman's one of the best. Uh, I think Dana Altman might be having a butt warm little, situation. Little, little bit, yeah, I think it's bit. just one of those things where you've had a good run. You've never gotten past. I, they went to the Final Four. But that was like a sort of a fluky situation and a really good team, right? And I think now it's to the point where you've peaked. You've, you've kind of lost luster the recruiting isn't very good really high high recruits are leaving yeah. within like well, that's six the problem months. right there if you can't keep your recruits then there's yeah. something going on and usually look at the coaching staff what do you guys think of kansas so that, i was gonna say Peach, that was my dumb bet of the day i grabbed so the seven and a half with indiana that game was literally over after the tip-up i was like i've made a huge mistake luckily i was at discovery zone so i was just checking on my phone they cut it to like 11 in the, in the second, second half yeah. and i got excited and i was like okay here we go Check my phone again. They're down 19 just like that. So Kansas is good. I like it's Grady Dick a lot. He's Dude. really good. He's man. like really yeah. legit. He had 20. Yeah. But his, Caleb Wilson's good too. His yeah. body control is crazy. He yeah. can shoot the leather off the ball. And here's the thing too for him in terms of like his NBA prospects. He doesn't really have a lot of guys that get him the ball in spots that he's like best suited for. Right. So he's getting 20 on really difficult, create-your-own-shot type yeah. of situations. If he had a really good point guard, he could put up 30, 35 points. No, I agree, man. Like, he's a, he's a stud, and I hate it because you guys know I obviously hate Kansas. I hate Bill Self. So obviously. last year was terrible with them winning the national championship. But this year, they're just as good. Like, I thought, okay, yeah, you lose Christian Brown, you lose some guys, and no. Yeah, I, Kansas, it's just it's so hard to repeat in this sport. It, it really is. That's I really think that's their toughest thing to overcome is the fact they won it last year. They need to pretend like they didn't. Exactly. <laughs> their team might it might be better this year. It really yeah. might be. But it's just it's too tough to repeat. Who would you say, PJ, like the sleeper team is that you could maybe see that nobody's talking about that can make a run? Like, I, I mean, even if it's a team that started off slow like North Carolina and they're going to get themselves right. That's Do a good question. I think it probably is Illinois. You know, they had a really nice win against Baylor. Yeah. They played Maryland tough, and then they had a tough home loss to Penn State. They had a great win against Texas at the Garden. Illinois is the kind of team. They can beat anybody, and they yeah. can lose to anybody. They have two transfers, Michael Ma Matthew Meyer from Baylor and Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech who came over. Coleman Hawkins is still there. They can shoot, and they're really good defensively. They're just they're so up and down. It's so weird seeing Meyer there because he, like, he was, I felt like he was at Baylor forever like on some really good teams, won some really big games, and now he's just – playing yeah. for the Illini. It's so weird to watch, man. I, I don't think this team could like win a tournament game. I don't even know if they're going to get back to the tournament. They've only been there one time their entire existence, but Northwestern's playing some good basketball for Chris Collins finally they once are. again, man. They are. There we go. They Sorry. had that nice win at Michigan State a couple weeks ago. See, Northwestern's an interesting team. Mississippi State, so Bama plays Mississippi State next week, and I can't wait because that's kind of really the first game we're going to see what Mississippi State's about. They have uh, Chris Jans as their first-year coach, came over from New Mexico State. So I'm excited to see you, that really is the first game for Miss State because they're ranked 15. You know who I think is a sleeper, too, that I don't think we're talking about or at least a lot of people aren't talking about is Xavier. Like, Xavier is not a top 25 team, but they've played good basketball and they hang tough. Yeah. And you know what Sean Miller's all about. He's a cheating. maniac, oh. cheating, ma being <laughs> a maniac. And I think they're going to be a, a team, especially if they're down in the first halves, they're going to be able to cover. Overall, this being his first year back at Xavier, going to be important. I think they're, they're being slept on. They had 71 votes uh, in this top 25 poll. I would not be surprised if they finish at, like, 17, 18 in the country. Yeah, no, same. Same. Nice. I like that look, too. Yeah, Xavier. I mean, you nice saw program. them out in, uh, yeah, they, in Portland. They're tough. 
They're very tough. When they're hitting their shots, they and they've had a really good non-conference schedule, which I always like because you get battle-tested early. Sean Miller. Beat the hell out of Georgetown. Should have beaten Gonzaga. Should have beaten Gonzaga. Right yeah. Had Indiana on the ropes. Had Indiana on the ropes. It beat the hell out of Florida. Like, this is a good team. And it's a great beat Cincinnati. Start. Like, all these games, too, have just been really competitive. I feel like every game I watch has been pretty close. The game too. to watch is actually going to be UConn-Xavier at Xavier. That'll be really, really fun.